Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hello there and welcome to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio, typically our master's edition, live from the press building at Augusta National Golf Club. But as you know, the tournament has been postponed until November, but at least, at least there is some hope that an event will be played, that a 2020 Masters, the 84th edition of the Masters Tournament, will take place coming up in November. In the meantime, seeing as how this is supposed to be traditional Masters Week, we are going to spend some time reminiscing, talking about some of our favorite moments, enjoying and trying to soak in the tradition and the memories and all the good feelings that the Masters conjures up for us at this time of the year. And in in fact, we're going to get out to Augusta and our good friend, host of the Augusta Golf Show, John Patrick, who sits just down radio row from us inside the press building. He's going to give us a scene setter. What is it like this week at uh, inside the city of Augusta without the Masters being there and how important is it that it was rescheduled for November? John Patrick joins us in just moments. Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champion, preparing for the PGA Tour champions where he will participate when he turns 50 coming up on May 12th. He joins us with some thoughts about not being at Augusta this week and some of his great memories. And, of course, 1970 champion 50 years ago this year. Billy Casper captured that 1970 Masters Tournament. Bob's dad, and that's what got us into it all. We're going to have uh, a chance to hear from audio, an interview that we did with him some seven, eight years ago or more where we had a chance to hear what Billy thought about the Masters. Plus, the caddy will join us. Jeff Babineau will join us. Bob, we got a lot of things on the docket for this week's show. It's going to be a great show. All of these things, you know, culminate with with masters, uh, a theme of masters feel and stories and everything that goes along with it. It's it's a great week. And 
very thankful and very blessed to be able to attend the Masters and be at the Masters year after year. And, and uh, of course, a lot of that is because of my dad. Yeah, well, and absolutely right. I, I don't know that we would have the opportunities to be there were it not, and certainly not the opportunities to be inside the ropes, Bob. I mean, you and I have both right. been fortunate to put the caddy bibs on or the, the full coveralls with Casper on the back. Yep, yep. And, uh, and it's always been... Um, a special thing to be able to do that and uh, me caddy for my dad and you've had the opportunity to do it at least once yeah it's uh fantastic and super special we'll try to help you understand why it's special to us and all of our guests as we continue on this master's edition of real golf radio in golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, low ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it get new distance at callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf what kind of golf ball are you playing the one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better because chrome soft is the only ball with a graphene infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft it's why tour guys like phil mickelson xander shoffley and francesco molinari keep winning with it and now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Really excited to kick off this Masters edition. Of course, what would be the Masters edition? Normally, we would be sitting live inside the press building doing this show during the midway point of the Masters tournament. But uh, as uh, fate would have it, we're going to be doing that later in November. But I just can't help but think about those back in Augusta and what this week must feel like and how crazy it must feel and so really excited to welcome our good friend from Augusta he's a host of the Augusta Golf Show John Patrick and he sits by us uh, near us at the press building each and every year at Augusta hey John how are you man oh, guys I'm fine Brian I left the peach ice cream sandwich at your station like two <laughs> days ago it, it's probably melted by now <laughs> I wish I would have somehow snuck one home just to put it in the freezer and have a have something to eat this week that reminds me of the Masters. It's one of those things. I have all the old cups, you know. I keep some of those cups every year, and so I've been cycling God, through those. You're one of those. Yeah, but you're one of those. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Hey, well, so John, what? I mean, what is it? Give us a scene setter there. I mean, you're a resident. I'm what? What the heck is it like this week? How strange is it? You know. I, I guess it's strange, but as I've said to some other folks, it's so it's so overwhelmed by the other activities and the other situation that it 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 it, it seems like you know the week before and the week before that and the week before that nobody's out and about. So that's kind of taken a little bit of the sting out of it. I will tell you this, guys, and I and this came over me surprisingly. Um, you know, we're out there. And, and we don't get to see a whole lot. We see television coverage, but we don't really pay that much attention to it. We're not galvanized by it like the guy in his lazy boy. So, so Saturday, when they re-showed the women's amateur, I'd, I'd never seen the telecast. I walked the last nine with, with Jennifer and Maria, but I'd never seen the telecast. And, and truly, I'd never really been in my apartment watching the golf tournament, seeing the golf course like that. I'd seen, you know, the, the master's movies and things like that, but not a telecast, not a broadcast. I got to tell you, that's the first time it kind of hit me that I'm not going to be out there. We're not out there. And, 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 and I didn't expect that. I loved the telecast. I thought they did a great job uh, capturing all of that excitement. But, but that was really the first time I'm like, I, I got a little, I got a little wispy. I got a little nostalgic. I'm like, God, I'm supposed to be out there doing this and I'm not. So, <laughs> so, and, and, a, and a little of that happened earlier in the week, watching the CBS telecast of, of Jack's win in 86. But it, you know, honestly, guy, it's everything else is so overwhelming. We really haven't had the chance to kind of go, wow, we should, Washington Road ought to be jam-packed. We should be out and about every evening eating somebody else's food. It, 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 it just, it, it's different. It's again, I mean, I've said this to you guys before. It's not like everything is normal and they just canceled the masters. Uh, yeah. It's just, it, 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 it's added to the weirdness of it all. You know, we, we've texted back and forth continually saying, well, are they going to have it in September? Or are they going to have it in October? Uh, you know, now we now we know that we're going to have it in November. Um, knock on wood. But uh, what's the golf course and what's what's the area like in November? When you when you live here and and you play golf a lot, we've said often November is the best month to play golf. Now that's because we're coming out of our summer, 
And, and that's because sometimes we have Indian summers in September and early October. But we feel like November, you throw a sweater on, we th- that's the, the best time to play golf in this city. Um, the only question that I have about the golf course is, will it be Bermuda or will it be Rye? I've played the golf course in November, and, and the Rye is sketchy. Um, it, it, you know, they can control a lot of things. They can't necessarily control the weather and the overnight cool temperatures. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure as to whether or not it will be a Bermuda golf course with bent grass greens or they will try to do the rye with the bent grass greens if they do the Bermuda. And I think it would be beautiful, I have no doubt. East Lake looks gorgeous in September. Uh, I have no doubt that they'll, they'll do that sort of thing. But the question will be, okay, once they've got the Bermuda in November, how quickly can they convert it to the rye and how good will the rye be in April? I don't have a lot of agronomy questions about what they're going to do. I, I think they'll figure that out, but that's, that's the one that kind of lingers. But from a weather standpoint, uh, you're expecting that this could be, you know, even, even better or just as good weather-wise than what we experienced in April? It can be just as good. It's just the dynamics have changed. You know, by the time we get to April, we've had a lot of good days, and we may catch a chilly one. Uh, in November... We'll have some good days, and we may catch a chilly one. So it isn't that much different. I think the overall temperature is probably 7 to 10 degrees cooler. But And, and you know, on a, on a serious note, on a, on a valuable note, um, yeah, Tiger doesn't like cool weather. Mm, uh, so, no, he doesn't. So, so that may play into this. Uh, specifically, Tiger's back doesn't like cool weather. So we'll see how all that plays out. But – you have you have you have as many bad days in November as you do in April, with it being about seven or eight degrees cooler. Interesting. Jack Jack Nicholas came out. Of course, he's a member, six time winner at Augusta. He came out and and made the comment uh, this week that moving this tournament to November favors Rory McIlroy because Rory McIlroy really plays well in the fall. And so, uh, I mean, this could be a one where Rory McIlroy gets his career grand slam now. Well, sure. I mean, any of them could. I mean, you know, I, 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 I get a sense he'll do it at some point. Um, you know, maybe more importantly, does it take anybody else out of play? We mentioned how Tiger's back is not a big fan of the cool weather. Is there anybody else? Now they've all been pent up and they haven't played and, 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 and I think, and, and Bob and I going back and forth on when this will be, here's the one thing I thought about the announcement, Bob. I thought, I thought that it was, a, it was a commitment from the club that even if this proposed schedule doesn't start like they hope it starts, and maybe it gets a little bit later start for whatever reason, taking that kind of last slot and doing it in November, I thought was a commitment from the club to say, you know, that's, that's how strongly we feel about doing this. Whether, yeah. whether the, the, the schedule begins in July or the schedule begins in mid-September, we're going to do November. That, that's yeah. what I took from that whole announcement. And how big is that for the community? Well, it's huge. Uh, you, could, you, could visibly, you could visibly see our chest pop out a little bit uh, Monday when the announcement was made. Um, I, I don't think, you know, we have no, we have no, we have no way of knowing what the economic impact will be at a fall masters. We've never had a fall masters. Here's what we do know. 
a fall masters is better than no masters. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, my, my gut feeling is I don't think April or November will matter. I think it will be, I mean, do you know people who can't come in November? I have my tickets, but I, I I'm not going to go in November. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, I, I, I can't be bothered with it in November. Um, I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be just the same. I, I don't know why or where there'd be a difference. Yeah. Pumpkin pie or peach pie? <laughs> With, well, I, it would probably be pumpkin pie. We're getting close to Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, awesome. but the, are the and they probably do good? it pretty good there, too. I would, I would think so, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, look, we just had to get the serious questions out of the way, right? So, Well, John. Uh, I, I, I love it when we delve into the journalism. That's good stuff. <laughs> yes, the deep stuff. Hey, just for the record, Bob and I have never claimed to be journalists. Well, that didn't see. We're all together. Yeah. <laughs> three, that's three of us. We just uh, hope to be able to provide some fun information and some good, uh, good, uh, good-natured discussions and uh, stories around the game that we all love. So uh, that, that's really what we're you, here. You know, talking about November, I get the exact opposite feeling about November. I get the feeling that people, hey, it's the only Masters that may ever be in November – I'm going to be there. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. one, you know, that's the one I'm going to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you want a historic I one agree. where regardless of what happens on the golf course for four rounds, it's going to be historic. So yeah, I I'm with you. Uh, there's going to be, there'll be kind of some cool things that I think will come out of it. Well, John, we're out of time, unfortunately, but we appreciate you joining us again. Uh, really, really excited that we could at least talk about having a new date and not just have to wait an entire year before uh, visiting the Augusta Nationals. So uh, really looking forward to that. And thanks for your insights, man. Thanks guys. There you go, John Patrick, the Augusta Golf Show, joining us from Augusta, Georgia, right here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. Coming up next, 2003 Masters champion Mike Weir on his thoughts on what he's been doing now and preparing for the Champions Tour and when he turns 50 in May and then a November Masters. In the words of Mike Weir, next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state of the art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Want to feel the need for speed on the golf course? Come into Uinta Golf and check out the new Cobra Speed Zone Drivers, Fairways, Irons, and Hybrids. The new King Speed Zone Driver and King Speed Zone Extreme Driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible. New Speed Zone King SC is Cobra's first ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed, power, and forgiveness. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new Cobra Speed Zone Series golf club. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us here on what would be our Masters edition of the show. But, of course, uh, that's been postponed to November. Typically, one of my favorite things to do is catch up to our good friend Mike Weir, 2003 Masters champion. Usually we find him somewhere under that oak tree and and have a little visit during the week about the Masters and his experience. And uh, we're pleased to be able to welcome him to the show right now. Hey, Mike, how are you, man? Hey, Brian. How's it going, guys? Good. Yeah, good to visit with you. Really appreciate you taking some time to be with us. I, I guess uh, right now, not being at Augusta, how surreal is it for you? Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, surreal all the way around. I guess, you know, just seeing the, seeing some of the things and messages a bunch of my friends have posted and sent pictures of uh, our Tuesday night dinner at the house after the champion's dinner and seeing all these pictures. <laughs> and a bunch, bunch of my friends wore uh, – lots of green yesterday and um so yeah it kind of hits home when uh you realize that yeah this week at least not canceled it's postponed and but yeah we uh we missed being there this week for sure so they moved it and and said that they're going to play the week of the 9th through the what the 12th something like that 14th of november mm-hmm. uh, have you ever played the golf course at that time of year i've never been uh, Bob, I've never been in the fall to play a cows around or anything. You know, I typically uh, go there and, you know, when I'm in Florida or something sometime in February and make a trip up there once or twice to uh, see the course and see how it is kind of leading into the Masters. And so I've never been in the fall, but, um, you know, they have they have everything that you can imagine there to, to get the golf course ready and make it great. And um, I was talking to uh, some friends yesterday. I was thinking – you know, possibly if it's a warm summer and, um, you know, things go well, they can play it really, really firm, which would be great. It hasn't played super firm in a number of years, so that'd be kind of cool to play it, see it play really firm again. Mike, what do you think would be the biggest difference in course conditions? I mean, obviously the variable in firmness, but uh, do you foresee any difference with the, you know, the, the time that the overseed has to take or, or any of those those kind of factors? Yeah, 
Um, you know, I, I'm not great at knowing about agronomy, but I was reading what uh, I think Ben Crenshaw had something posted that uh, he suspects that uh, they can, you know, with that rye and Bermuda that they do have there, that they can, uh, you know, that's why they have it for the for the hot summers. And um, I think it'll still, you know, the great uh, turf quality. I think, you know, they'll be able to make it, uh, you know, just as we imagine it, minus the azaleas. I bought an azalea plant just just for that re- very reason. So it's sitting here in my office. Uh, I had to get my azalea fixed somehow. Uh, so I guess to that point, have you have you mentioned your your buddies dressing up in a bunch of green? But have you done anything to fun uh, to commemorate or get your masters fixed this week? I really haven't. Uh, I guess for me, uh, I've got a bunch of masters cups. I'm drinking out of uh, you know drinking out of my masters cups this week, and uh, that's. That's basically about it. Um, you know, outside of that, no, I haven't. You know, uh, I haven't done much golfing. Haven't done much. Um, hoping to be able to get out a little bit and, and maybe play a few holes now that the weather's getting good. And um, so, hopefully, uh, but yeah, as far as master stuff goes, yeah, I haven't done much at all. So, Mike, uh, this year's Masters is a, the the 50th anniversary of when my dad won in 1970, you're kind of pushing close oh, to 20 wow. years. Um, mm. What, what are what are some of the memories you have of my dad there at the masters, whether it's champions dinner or out on the course or anything? I think the biggest thing, Bobby and, and congrats. Yeah. The 50 years, that's quite a milestone. I mean, that's something to really celebrate. And, you know, my memory of your dad there was um, being in the locker room, you know, just being around after a round and sitting with him, having lunch with him, chatting with him about, uh, my game, his game, you know, just kind of uh, learning from him. You know, my old college golf coach, as as you guys know, uh, remember Carl Tucker, he always said, you know, be around the great players, listen to the great players, uh, pick their brain. And uh, your dad was was one of those guys that whenever I had a chance, and Augusta was one of the only chances I had to be around him, um, I just cherished those lunches and and intimate talks we had about whether that was a small little detail on putting or – you know, just sharing stuff about family. Um, that's what I really remember most is just uh, how engaging he was and how welcoming he was. Hey, come on, Mike, sit down. You know, my first time when I was there and, and just uh, making me feel comfortable in that champion's locker room. As it was a little intimidating when you go in there. <laughs> you know, it was the first time with, with all the guys, and he made me feel really comfortable. That's awesome. 2003 Masters champion Mike Weir joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, how about a little rapid fire uh, Masters version? Uh, favorite Masters memory, not including your win? Uh, 86, Nicholas. All right, there you go. Best champion's dinner menu? I think mine. The elk, did. <laughs> the elk, huh? <laughs> yeah, my friend Alistair, the chef, put it together. It was, uh, you know, it was awesome. Adam Scott was great, too, but... Uh, I, I, I'm going to give it to my friend Alistair, who was the chef that night. Okay, favorite master sandwich? Uh, just their uh, their chicken sandwich. Not the I'm, I'm not going pimento. Just their their chicken salad sandwich. Yeah, there you go. Camp, that's a good one. Uh, favorite hole at Augusta? Thirteen, I'd say. Thirteen is my favorite hole. I'm with you on that one. Best <laughs> Brian just Brian's raising his hands above his head. Yeah, right that's now. my favorite hole. I love it. It's the best, the best looking green out there. It's just so cool. Uh, best shot you've ever hit at Augusta. Best shot I've hit at Augusta. Um. Oh boy. Let's see. That's uh, got to be the pot on on the seventy second yeah, hole. Yeah. There you go. 
<laughs> there you go. I'm trying to take a step All right. Something really cool, but that, that's it. My hands start sweating just thinking about that putt, Mike. <laughs> it's funny. Um, have you ever had a hole in one on the par three? I've had two. Um, I've had two. I had one on um, playing with Jack Nichols on the second hole uh, years ago, and I had one uh, two or three years ago, maybe three years ago, with uh, my girlfriend Michelle was getting on the fourth hole. Nice. Nice. Sorry, yeah. we, we cut you off there. You were going to share something about that putt and your hand sweating. Oh, I was, I was going to say up in uh, in Canada, the, the sports network called PSN is our equivalent to, to ESPN, and I Apparently on Monday night they showed uh, the final round of 2003. I was getting all kinds of calls and texts from my buddies. So nervous watching <laughs> on 18, and you know on the back nine, I was my phone was just kind of blowing up. It was kind of funny. It was we were especially those of us rooting for you, Mike. We were nervous. It was, and I've I've we've told this story, and you've done a great job sharing it on our show. But you just you never broke your 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 routine at all. I, I mean that putt came up scary short, and and then you just you didn't even think about it. You just went through the routine and knocked it in. And I mean it was so quiet. Uh, you could have. You, I mean I could hardly breathe. It was so quiet, and you just poured it in there. That was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I wish you, you wish you could bottle that feeling of uh, of calmness. It doesn't happen often, but um, you know, I was glad it. I was glad I felt that way on that time. <laughs> There's been plenty of other times where I've had to make fun and wasn't so calm. So that was uh, a good time to to have that come over me. All right. So what? How about toughest shot at Augusta? One that you just think about before you even get there. Oh boy, there's there's so many. I. <laughs> Tee shot on four, the par three is really difficult. Um, the second shot in five, um, 14 now is, is a difficult shot um, because it's just how they've lowered the tee. And um, I guess I've, I've gotten a little shorter over the years. You know, that, that you can't see the green and you're hitting the shot. And, you know, you could, you could end up a yard short and it rolls back off the front. And then that pitch from the front about as hard as you can have as a chip. So I'm not doing a great job of answering it, but I guess if I had to pick one, it might be the tee shot on um, four, the par three, because the wind swirls around there so much. And, uh, you know, picking a club from that far back from 240 yards, it looks good in the air. And if, you, if the wind switches, you can airmail into those uh, into that bamboo right behind the green. Done it. Or come up short of the bunker. It looks good in the air. And yeah. You, 25 yards short, you, you kind of look foolish. <laughs> so uh, w- what do you think the toughest putt is there, or what's been your toughest putt there at Augusta? Other than the one you just mentioned, of course. Yeah, other than yeah. that one. Toughest putt? Um, boy, I think I think putting, any putting inside of, of eight feet um, is – any of those putts is just so critical. Um because you have to have the you have to match the speed and line so perfectly, otherwise the putt won't go in. It'll, it'll catch the lip and, and won't go in. Um, the 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 toughest like long putt that you can have probably I mean number two you get on number two on the front of the green the pin way in the back left or way in the back right. Uh, way in the back right you can use the funnel a little bit, but way in the back left if you happen to reach the green and in two and get on the front of the green to the back left pin you're going through two different. Uh, little swales and the and the ball being pushed a couple different directions. That's a diff- very difficult putt. Um, putting on three, 
putting on three, the pin on the left, I mean, you could be 15 feet from the hole putting from right to left, and that putt, you barely have to breathe on it so fast. Um, I've, I've had that putt, and I know it's fast, and I've still blown it six or seven feet by sometimes. Um, you just you barely hit it too hard, and it, just, it picks up that extra four or five feet very easily because it's just gaining momentum all the time. So that one's a really scary putt. That's uh, that putt from from the right putting to the left on number three. And how about the up? How about the uphill putt on six to that back right shelf location if you happen to be below it? Yes, there's <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> there's another one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a super tall on the, from from that bottom part putting to the right or to the left. It can get away and get off the green if you're putting to the left quite easily. Um, and the the one to the right, that new pin placement they put in, you know, whatever about five years ago, is um, is, is pretty difficult as well. But that putt from the bottom of six over to the left is really scary because it's kind of an upside down bowl over there, and it kind of gets up. It goes a little bit uphill and then back downhill. So very difficult putt. That's good stuff. Mike Weir joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. All right, to shift gears just a little bit uh, away from the Masters, and we could talk about it forever, but being being sensitive of your time, uh, you're, you're starting on to count down to 50 and uh, your time on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. Champions. Kind of talk about your mindset as you as you prepare for that this summer, hopefully this summer, if COVID lets us have this summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, whenever we get started, I'm super excited about it. You know, it kind of uh, – had my eye on it as, as I've closed in on it for the last couple of years. And yeah, spent a lot of time, you know, I had been spending quite a bit of time working on my game and trying to prepare and get ready. And um, yeah, just, I think I'm, you know, anxious to see a bunch of old buddies and, and anxious to see the, those, a lot of the golf courses that early in my career on the PGA tour, we played a lot and don't play as much anymore. Um, you know, upstate New York, um, I think we're playing fight zone again. Um, there's, there's a number of courses, Warwick Hills in Michigan that we used to play back in the U.S. Open. So there's a bunch of courses I'm familiar with and, and some new ones. But uh, I guess catching up with guys that, you know, when I first got on tour, I played a lot of fraction rounds with Fred Couples and um, Kenny Perry and Mark O'Meara and, and all of those guys. Uh, it'd be fun to get out there. So what do you anticipate your schedule will be? Well, I'm going to play a pretty full schedule once once we know what that schedule is. I, you know, I'm anxious to play. My last few years, I haven't played much of a schedule. You know, I've kind of played hit and miss. And, you know, I might play an event and be off for a month or longer, and then try to try to play again. And that's hard to do. So, I'm just excited to be playing a, a regular tour and reg, regular uh, schedule of events. I have played some on the Corn Ferry, but you know, not not a ton. And um, so, yeah, just kind of looking to get into that rhythm and flow of, of tournament golf again. That's what I'm really looking forward to. So uh, just coming off the President's Cup this last year, it was just announced yesterday your fellow uh, Masters champion, uh, Treble Emmerman, was was slated as the captain. Your thoughts about that? Oh, very excited for Trevor. You know, I think, he, you know, he has his uh, – you know, he kind of has his – heartbeat i guess so to say on the game you know working for the golf channel doing a lot of coverage he's he's interacting with the players quite a bit um he's he's a great leader he's um you know i i, I think trevor's phrases all the time I, I think he'll do a great job and uh, you know we, we were close last time in, in uh Royal montreal and i know trevor's you know really keen to to do a great job and and see our 
see our team rounds into shape and see what new players we have or if they're going to be a lot of the same. Um, so I think the same core guys will probably be on there, but there's there's always four or five in turnover. But uh, yeah, it's the President's Cup. I, I'm always excited for. I hope I get a chance to be participants, and we'll see we'll see down the road here. And um, yeah, excited for Trevor. Well, Mike, thanks so much for taking some time with us, man. It's always great to catch up with you. I'm sorry, uh, at least for us anyway, and and, uh, and and for you, that we're not doing it underneath the oak tree there at Augusta. You know, one, one of my favorite memories is not almost getting kicked out by Billy Payne when we were doing an interview with you one time. That was probably not in my top ten favorite memories, just for the record. <laughs> Yeah, he could be a little. He could be a little intimidating. Put his foot down for sure. He decided. He decided our little our little conversation was going to be an example, and that was a little uncomfortable. But uh, anyway, it was yeah. it worked out. We're still getting invited back, thankfully. So, but anyway, we wish you the best, man, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, hopefully catching up, maybe playing some golf when it's getting nice here, and and uh, certainly look forward to seeing you uh, in a new time of year at Augusta in November. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to catch up. All right, you too. There you Thanks, go. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Mike Weir joining us. 2003 Masters Champion right here on Real Golf Radio. All right, we'll take a short break. Our Masters edition of Real Golf Radio continues next. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttea.org. 
What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. This segment is brought to you by Callaway and the new Maverick Driver and Fairway Woods Hybrids. Check out Maverick. There's new distance out there, and it takes a Maverick to find it. You can do so at CallawayGolf.com. And we continue with our Masters edition here of Real Golf Radio. And, of course, celebrating 50 years since Billy Casper won the 1970 Masters Tournament. The last 18-hole playoff beat Gene Littler uh, handily. I think it was a five-shot victory by uh, uh, Billy over Gene Littler, his good friend from San Diego. We had a chance probably 2008, 7, 8 time frame to sit down with Billy and talk to him about several things, including how special the Masters was and why he had such an affinity for it. Well, I always felt that I could win at Augusta. Uh, I like the golf course. I like the the uh, the greens. Uh, I enjoyed the people that staged the tournament. I was very close to to a fellow by the name of Bill Kerr, who uh, was a member at Augusta and played. I played a lot of golf with him, and I played a lot of golf with. I played some golf with uh, Cliff Roberts, Gene Littler, and I would go in early at, to Augusta, and we would play with Cliff and. And Bill Kerr, Bill Kerr was over the the media of of the television. He was in charge of uh, making sure that the media people said the right thing, and uh, when they spoke on on a on the air. And so, I always thought that I was going to win at Augusta, and then of course in 1970 I did. But in '69 it was interesting. I'd shot the same score. After 54 holes in 59, at, as I did in 1970, and uh, I lost to George Archer in 69 by shooting 40 on the front nine and bogeying the 10th hole, but then I buried three of the last eight holes to finish second. But what I had learned helped me the next year, and... Uh, to uh, tie Littler and then win in a playoff was just uh, one of the great thrills of my life, which uh, I think that uh, Augusta is the first major championship of the year. It's The golf course is staged. I mean, the, the tournament is staged on the same golf course year after year after year, and the the fathers there are always improving the facility in one way or another and uh, it makes it a very delightful place to play and I think it's really the the best tournament that we have on the on the professional tour so uh, this year the interesting thing will be to see what the changes are this year I know they've 
They've, they're putting in a state-of-the-art practice facility, that type of thing, in the, in the parking area where, it, where um, you know, this last year, people, you know, thousands of people were parking and that type of thing. But they've got, they've done things, like you said, they do things to improve the golf course, but they've done things to lengthen the golf course also, and uh, and you know, kind of uh, almost so to speak, forced forced some of the older players out of the game because because of of the additional yardage that the golf course is playing at. I think. Uh... Any time you lengthen golf courses, you're you're eliminating eliminating a lot of players. I think accuracy is such an important thing, which Tiger Woods proved at the British Open. Accuracy, hitting the fairways, is the important thing. Getting the ball in play, keeping the ball in play. You can hit it 330, 40 yards, but if you're 20 or 30 yards off the fairway in that big hay and stuff, I th- uh, that's where I think uh, they're losing losing the the concept of play that the courses should be made tighter and uh, more penalty when you miss the fairway that you can't reach the greens and uh, I feel that's the way that it should be going instead of lengthening it because then you eliminate a certain number of players. Do you think they'll ever bring back the honorary starters? Is that something that you would enjoy being a part of? And and, and is some of the history, I guess, uh, slipping a little by not doing those kind of things? Well, I think uh, that was the idea of Jones and and, uh, Cliff Roberts was the honorary starter because it started even before Nelson and and Snead. I mean, you had guys that were honorary starters that hadn't even won the tournament. Right. It's. Uh, I'm not sure whether they'll ever do it again. I think Snead hit somebody on the the last uh, the last time they did it. Uh, he didn't hit a very good drive and hit somebody off the front of the tee, and so uh, I think that curtailed it considerably. That made a not only uh, was it a, a bad situation, and and uh, I know Sam felt very badly about it also, but. Uh, I'm not sure that they'll ever do that again. Should there be something that you could be involved in, whether you go off and uh, the past champions have a chance to play nine holes ahead of the tournament, or do you do you see even playing from the up tees? Do you ever see that happening? I don't think so. I think they, they want to keep it what it is, uh, a current championship of the best players in the world. And uh, anything else, uh, that's why they have the par three, so that the players can play in the par three if they so do so desire uh you know the older players can play practice rounds if they so so want to uh and play in the par three and that's sort of the what starts the tournament is the par three on wednesday afternoon two years ago he came back to play Ended up shooting a 106 in the first round. I know because I was on the bag with you, and uh, I still have, uh, uh, I still get nervous when He's I think still about it. About it, Dad. I, I, I still, I still think I was the cause of uh, of most of that, especially on 16. But uh, well, you, you know, if you could give me the right club on one hole there, I probably would have shot 105. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Having said that, you went around, and uh, it was interesting as the whole thing developed. We pl- started off on number 10 because of the rain delay and, and um, you know, the, the 14 on 16. And, you know, and then, then we had a little delay before we uh, went back to one, and a lot of reporters wondered if you were going to continue. Of course you did. You played well on the front nine on, uh, as also. And, and uh, you, you told me afterwards that 
you got more press and publicity out of that round of golf than you did in all of your 51 wins combined. Talk about that and what what was that experience like? How do you remember that that round? Well, you know, when we uh, when I first started playing, there was just a, a handful of press that were with us, you know, week in and week out on the tour. And as the game got more popular, there were more press that came out. Now, because of the names that are playing the tour and the the popularity of the game, there are more and more press involved, and it's worldwide press that's involved. And it was an unbelievable experience when I came out of the, the scoring tent and there were the media, the press lined up. They were about five deep and about... 25 I mean I must have had about a hundred and some odd press and I spent I think about 45 minutes with them visiting and and uh, I've had a lot of comments from them down through the years since then that uh, what a great experience it was for them to to have been part of that and it was truly a great experience for me too Billy Casper reminiscing about his time at the Masters and why Augusta was so special. And that last round, you know, he, he really appreciated the opportunity to, to share his, his love for the Masters. And although it came at a unique thing, having, you know, the 106, you know, that, that would have been the highest score in the Masters, he, of course, didn't record that, and so it, it never counted. But he, so while the occasion was a little unique, he loved the chance to visit with the media about that. Well, the whole purpose behind him playing that that final round was for his grandkids, Um, grandkids that were there that have never seen him or that were there for the first time and had never seen him play in the Masters. And uh, they asked him to and and he did. And it it was it was special for him. I know he felt embarrassed about playing the way he played but he gutted it out and quite frankly played pretty darn good on his second nine which that year was the first nine um the front nine at augusta because of the rain delay but uh what a cool experience what a great man your dad as we commemorate 50 years since his winning the masters tournament in 1970 billy casper Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This is the time of the show when we usually do our See What You've Been Missing, brought to you by Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com, where you can go on and schedule a free comprehensive consultation and mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. They are taking appointments. Elective procedures are off right now, but they are taking appointments for when this is lifted and you want to get in line because it's going to get busy from the best in the business at HoopsVision and HoopsVision.com. But clearly we know what we're missing, Bob. We're missing the Masters this weekend. We are missing the Masters this weekend. And on Monday, um, Chairman Fred Ridley made the announcement that the Masters will be played the week of November 9th, uh, the 12th through the 15th. And we'll see it under fall colors and not spring colors. You know what? That could have been. And I had a feeling that they would make that announcement on the Monday of Masters week. How appropriate, how special. Unfortunately, the Augusta Women's, Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship canceled mm-hmm. for this year. Although all those who were invited to play, as long as they stay as an amateur, will be able to be invited again next year for the 2021 version of that event. So it is unfortunate that that one is not getting played. Drive, chip, and putt also uh, not going to happen. But at least we're going to have the Masters in 2020 in November, God willing, certainly. All right, uh, that's going to do it here for our number one. Still to come on the back nine, the caddy joins us, Jeff Babineau, and more of our favorite memories from the Masters on what what would have been live from the Masters. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. 
As the Labor Department reports, another 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week because of the coronavirus outbreak. The Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says things may be tough now, but things will recover quickly. There is every reason to believe that the economic rebound, when it comes, can be robust. We entered this turbulent period on a strong economic footing, and that should help support the recovery. Powell was speaking there to a forum in Washington, D.C. this morning. Social distancing may be working in the fight against the outbreak. Health officials say while there's still some ways to go, initial coronavirus task force models had estimated the disease would claim about 200,000 lives in the United States. Now they've lowered their projections from the hundreds of thousands down to the tens of thousands. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of Nature. Changing the world, one life at a time. Thank goodness for the balance of nature. It just keeps me strong and healthy, and I don't have any aches and pains. I've taken so many supplements and all the different things they promise, and I'm like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. You know, vitamins, protein powders, whey proteins, all this stuff that says it's going to do what it's going to do. But the balance of nature exceeded my expectations. I cannot believe how it has affected everything. So I am completely grateful for it. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. We need to keep mitigating. That's what federal doctor Anthony Fauci says amid the reports that there are some encouraging signs in the United States when it comes to stopping the spread of the coronavirus. He says, don't get complacent about that, because what's going to happen two and a half weeks from now is really what's going to happen with regard to the people who are getting new infection. Globally, the number of confirmed cases of the virus is now over 1.5 million, with Johns Hopkins researchers reporting that the number of deaths are approaching 90,000. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is said to be getting better after his third straight night in intensive care as he battles the virus. A spokesman says that Johnson is stable, improving, and has been sitting up and engaging with medical staffers. Today is Holy Thursday, or Monday Thursday, as some call it, the Thursday before Easter, remembered by Christians as the day of the Last Supper. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at umove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. A NASA astronaut and two Russian cosmonauts are now on their way to the International Space Station. American Chris Cassidy and his Russian counterparts blasted off early this morning from Kazakhstan. The coronavirus pandemic did keep the media and family members away from the site as the trio was leaving so as to keep up social distancing requirements. 
Tom Brady says there was no rift between him and Coach Bill Belichick, nor the front office of the New England Patriots. He only left because he was a free agent for the first time in his life. I knew that at the end of the year I, I was going to become a free agent for the first time in my career. I had spoken about it with the ownership of the team, Mr. Kraft, and he was good with it. I had spoken about it with Coach Belichick. He was good with it, and that's what we decided to do. Brady speaking there during an interview on the Howard Stern Show, saying he knew before last season it was probably going to be his last year in Foxborough. And after 11 seasons and 250 episodes, ABC's Modern Family is over. Well, it'll be in syndication forever, probably, but the series finale came last night for the award-winning comedy. Creators saying they wanted to deliver a solid, funny, and emotional send-off. Modern Family has been a fixture on TV ever since 2009. It won the Emmy for Best Comedy Series for five consecutive years. Find us online anytime. We're at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you on our Masters edition of Real Golf Radio. Of course, not live at Augusta National inside the press building, as tradition has seen over the last 15 years of Real Golf Radio. However, we will be there in November for an unprecedented playing of the Masters, November 9th through the 15th. Really excited for that opportunity. And so to fill the void that was left by not having the Masters the first full week of April, we are talking about some of our favorite memories. We've looked back with Mike Weir. We heard some audio from Bob's dad, Billy Casper, and uh, on what it meant for him to win the Masters. And of course, we commemorate 50 years since his win at Augusta back in 1970. Bob, how special has it been for you to think back? I mean, 50 years. You were 10 years old, uh, essentially, when your dad won the Masters, and uh, you've been able to enjoy this in your family for all these years. Yes, I have. I've had an opportunity to see the golf tournament on on film and uh, video, uh, the playoff and and that type of thing. But, you know, I didn't have a chance to see it live because um, my grandma 
was watching us, and uh, she thought church was more important than watching my dad have a chance to win the Masters. <laughs> so you went to church and didn't get to watch your dad win the Masters. Yep, but we found out he was in the playoff, and and uh, that transpired the next day. Yeah, so you did get to watch that. That's cool. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what, it was pretty cool to watch the film of your dad, and yep. you know the way he went about his business. And I'll tell you what, he had some shaky moments down the stretch, but he did what he needed to do to get into the playoff, and then he took care of business there. I mean, uh, Arnold Palmer could attest you don't want to get into a playoff against Billy Casper, uh, just like we saw at the nineteen sixty six U.S. Open at Olympic Club. It, it really Arnold got up to a and it still didn't matter. Your dad's just super strong and super tough to beat under the gun. Yeah, two of his, two of his three major championships on the PGA Tour were won in an 18-hole playoff uh, against Gene Littler and, of course, Arnold Palmer. The other one he won in 1959 at Wingfoot, where they should have played, where they will be playing the U.S. Open later this year. Um, he won that one in regulation play of 72 holes. Yeah, really, uh, it'd be fun to talk about the winged foot experience from 59 when we get closer to that U.S. Open. Well, we got a good lineup for you. We're going to welcome in America's favorite caddy and get his uh, thoughts and stories uh, and his memories from Augusta. Jeff Babineau, our good friend who longtime golf writer and also writes for the uh, the Masters Journal. He'll join us for some reminiscing and thoughts as well. We're just getting started. Stay with us. Thanks for being here. It's Masters Week, or what should have been. And you're listening to Real Golf Radio. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year, they created an iron that the world has never seen, Maverick. Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded, Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. 
How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver a an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment-enhancing triple-track technology, so you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. We would love to be bringing this show to you live from the press building inside uh, Augusta National Golf Club for the playing of the Masters Tournament. Unfortunately, that's going to have to wait until November, but uh, we're excited to talk Masters this week. I think all of us have had Masters on our mind. We appreciate the, uh, the Augusta National and the, their uh television partners for bringing us all of the great rounds and highlights and memories and just some really, really cool stuff that we've already talked about on the show. And we'll continue to talk about it. It's going to be fun. Uh, hey, by the way, one of the main things that's fun to watch every year about Augusta, at Augusta is the way these guys putt these greens. I mean, these greens are fast, they're oh, yeah. undulating, and putting really is a key element to being successful at Augusta. And so it always makes me want to go home and practice after watching the Masters, practice on being a better putter, do what I can to be a better putter. And Odyssey's got you taken care of with the new triple track putters. Not only does it have the Stroke Lab uh, technology built into it, which helps you get a nice uh, swing on the putter head, but the triple track technology actually helps you line up your putt. And uh, look, if, if we're talking about putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. So uh, getting that online, it's even easier now with every triple track putter has the multi-material uh, consistency enhancing stroke, stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. So get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey is the number one putter in golf. And by the way, Sean Toulon took to social media this week and did a little five putt challenge to uh, offer some lucky fan an opportunity. If you do your five putt challenge, record it and post it to Toulon and Odyssey's post, uh, they will draw and pick one of uh, one of your videos and you'll get a chance to select any putter from their lineup. Can you imagine that? Mm. Any putter. You get to pick nice. it. Oh, yeah. And I, by the way, if I were you, the one Sean's using in there is his uh, Toulon Design Palm Beach, and it is really good. But I will say this, Bob, having a chance to play with a friend of mine, a friend of ours, Dr. Hoops, he's got the new Stroke Lab 10. Uh-huh. And he was made. He has been making everything with that. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> awesome. He had two other guys in our group playing with us that said, "Give me that thing," and they're they're buying. They're like, "Where do I get this?" And I'm like, "Just talk to the guys in the clubhouse. They'll order one for you." So, yeah, putters oh, are really cool. really good, and uh, that's why they're consistently the number one putter at major championships and tours worldwide. All right, Bob. As we again, so, wait yeah. a second. Yeah, before go you go on for putting, put, yeah. like you're talking about, putting's a big huge thing at Augusta. I remember the the first time I played there. Um, I, I got, uh, I, I got to play with my, my father and Gabe Brewer and a member 
And we teed off the first hole on, and it was when the golf course was shorter. It wasn't as long as it is now. And I, I hit it, I hit it over the bunker and I had like a pitching wedge in or something like that. And I had hit this pitching wedge right behind the hole pin was up in the middle, right in the back. And I hit it right behind the hole about maybe 12 feet, but I was about, Oh, maybe six inches on to the back fringe. And so I looked at my dad and I said, okay, I said, is this going to be fast? And he goes, it's going to be really fast. And I said, okay. And, and he says, you're going towards Ray Creek. And I said, so how hard should I hit it? And he goes, just get it on the edge of the green. <laughs> so I hit so it six I inches, it six inches to get it on the edge of the green. And I had a four footer coming back for par, which I made. Wow. So, yeah. They're really fast. Well, there you go, man. You want to have some touch around those greens for sure. Uh, yep. you, you know, when we sit here and reminisce about that's a great story. I mean, there's how many people would love the opportunity to have to be able to see the golf course, let alone play the golf course. You've had a chance to play it three times, as I understand. Is mm-hmm. it right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I mean, it's it's a special place. And uh, we're going to talk to the caddy about that coming up later. Also, Jeff Babineau still to come. But, you know, you think back in as many years as we've gone to the Masters, it's been 20 for me and more than that for you you still get that Christmas morning type feeling as a kid Oh yeah, that you just get excited. You know, you just know how special of a place it is. There's an energy there. There's a nostalgia, at least for a guy like me, that's nostalgic. There's a nostalgia about it that just separates it from every other golf event that I've ever attended. It's, it's the, I've said this so many times, I feel like it's the meeting of the past, present, and future, all competing on the same golf course that the best players in the world have walked the fairways of since the 1930s. It's just, it's really remarkable to have the past champions hanging around and playing some practice rounds in the par three, and then the greatest players of today that are out there competing, you know, for this uh, coveted green jacket, and then the future stars that are the amateur champions from around the world that are also invited to compete alongside these best players. It's just such a neat thrill and uh, such a great uh, event that, you know, you, you often talk about the the standard that Disney sets for experiences for their guests when they arrive. Augusta National has done, you know, has gone, you know, to that extent or, or more to be able to provide an experience for everyone, to, regardless of your level, whether you're attending as a first-time patron, a long-time patron, uh, attending as a member of the media, a caddy, a player, a golf coach, whatever it might be. It, everything is catered for you to have an incredible experience and it people do and they it's just it, you can't overhype it and have people be disappointed it exceeds even those high expectations well it's the the cool thing about it is that that no matter what level you're on attending the masters everybody gets jacked to be there mm. players the whole nine yards everybody and You've got you've got the history of the club. You've got the, the the past champions, like you said. You've got a golf tournament that's played on a major golf tournament, major golf championship that's played on the same golf course every year. That that even though little tweaks and things are made to the golf course, it it looks the same from year to year. Um, and so you see, you know, when we go to the Masters, you see the same people in the same positions in the same places every year at the masters. That's one of the things my dad always said is he, he, he had friends that, that would be sitting on the back of the 12th tee that were there every single year that would say hi to him, you know, in practice rounds and that kind of thing. So, 
Um, it's it's just you, you we know the holes. It's not like it's a new a new uh, a venue or a new um, course that we have to worry about or learn or something for that week like the other majors. It's the same golf course year after year after year. You know where where guys are going to make birdies and eagles, and you know where guys have the the possibility of making big numbers down on Amen Corner and that kind of thing. It's just it's just a classic classic event every year and one we so look forward to as far as majors are concerned and that's why it's been such good news to hear that it's been rescheduled that it hasn't been canceled they're going to play it in november and we'll talk to the caddy about that coming up next and and we've been talking about what what the differences might be and i i again knowing augusta national i just can't see that this outside of what might be blooming right as far as you know, on the old Fruitland nurseries, what, what, what plants or trees may or may not be in bloom outside of that. I just can't see there being any letdown or any real difference between what you experience in an April masters, just due to the fact that they have such a uh, perfectionist, you know, approach to the way they Mm -hmm. put this golf tournament on. Yeah. You know, they're going to do the things that they normally do. They're going to overseed with the rye, you know, August, late August. Um, so you're going to have all of September, all of October and part of November, uh, you know, another week in November that, that overseed is going to be perfect. Mm. And, and they're not going to have a ton of, a ton of member play on it leading into the masters like they normally don't. And, and the golf course is going to be immaculate. It's going to have the white sand in the bunkers and it's going to be beautiful emerald green like it always is. Um, we're not going to see a lot of uh, blooming azaleas or anything like that, but we're going to see a lot of fall colors, which is going to be pretty. And it's just going to be a new experience with new visuals. But then the best part about it is three and a half to four months later, we get to see it in the spring again. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Oh. Well, listen, coming up next, we're going to welcome the caddy to join us on this discussion. And I want to ask both of you some of the fun questions that we asked. Where's the favorite sandwiches at Augusta? Some of the favorite memories and, and some of the favorite traditions and things like that. Caddy will give us a behind the scenes look from a caddy's perspective of how different it is to caddy at this event than from other events. We'll continue our master's edition of Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. The ball that changed the ball is all new and changing again. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Triple track available in uh, other models as well with the new Callaway Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. All right, it's time for America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us each and every week on the show here, and uh, such a good guy and a great entertainer and storyteller. If you're going to reminisce about the best tournament in the world, why not get the best storyteller to join us? And that would be the caddy. What's up, caddy? Caddy's just uh, just so busy. I I mean, wow. <laughs> hey, is this like the um, longest you've ever stayed put in one place at, for, for any period of time? I think somebody said I, I haven't been home in, in early April for 19 years, and I said I haven't been home at all for 31 years. <laughs> it's kind of oh, a crazy yeah. time, especially this time of year and not having the Masters this week. It's just not something to get excited about when you don't have that uh, beautiful golf tournament on and seeing that great play. It is. It's maybe, you know, well, look, maybe we get lucky and we have the November Masters and that'll be, that'll be a wonderful thing. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I hope that's the case. Well, Bob, uh, Bob and I were just talking before we brought you on and went to break. Uh, about some of our favorite memories and how special that place is. For all of the times that you've been there, do you still get excited thinking about going to the Masters? Always get excited about going. Let me tell you how special the Masters is. Okay. 
I've told I've told this story before, but this will really show you when 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 Mother Nature pays attention to what's going on. So Bruce Edwards one time told me when we were caddying out there, he said, he said, hey, you know something about the Masters? I'm going to tell you something you never thought about. I go, what's that? He goes, you tell me if you've ever seen a bird flying around on this golf course. <laughs> I said, what? And he said, it's a no-fly zone. The birds know that they're not supposed to fly around and disturb the tournament. <laughs> and so I, 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 was, I was on top of that for a long time. And I'm like, I can hear them, but I can't see them. And I don't remember, I remember seeing a bird flying around the property. I said, that's amazing. You know, it's a no-fly zone. You did no tell us that. A lot of people don't. I yeah. found a bird for you, just so you know. So, Caddy, Bob and I were just talking about some rapid-fire questions, too. And uh, Food is obviously a big deal at Augusta. One of the neat things about it is, you know, it's you can go get a sandwich and some chips and a candy bar and an ice cream and a soda or beer or whatever you like, and you're going to be 10 bucks. I mean, it's pretty crazy how cheap it is. What, what do you, but the, the sandwiches are kind of famous, right? That's sort of the ones that everybody talks about. What, what is your favorite? What's your go-to there for sandwiches? Most people are in the pimento cheese or egg salad category. Where do you fall? I know what the caddies is. It's, it's the chicken sandwich. Absolutely, positively, the chicken sandwich, hands down, you would rarely be able to look in my player's bag and not find a chicken sandwich in there somewhere that I'd scrolled away. There's going to be one in there somewhere. Did you have any good caddy moments, though? I mean, do you remember talking your your player into something? You know, that's some of the things that you always tell us about with when the caddy is, uh, you know, has an impact, you know, a real impact on, on how that uh, yeah. round turns out. I do. I mean, I, I, I remember – Picking clubs on on the, on the water holes was pretty incredible. How much fun is it when you start getting it going? It, it, the, the course is just, I don't know if there's another golf course in my entire caddy career where it seemed like it was easy to shoot a low score and easy to shoot 90 all at the same time. Hmm. It's like you just get on, on the right side of the knife edge and, and you can just take it down and it's so much fun. And then sometimes it, you just feel like it's impossible to to two putters, and it's just isn't it weird how it goes like that, Bob? I mean, it goes all over the place. Yep, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. It's all about getting the ball in the right position on the green. Well, I was looking back yeah. at some of these Masters replays, and I uh, watching the 2012 Phil Mickelson. How good was he in position coming to the the fourth hole, the par three? And he absolutely flares it out into the into the trees left of the grandstand, and oh, uh, yeah, tries to hit it out yeah. twice righty. Finally gets it into the bunker, and um, and then has to hit it up and get him ends up making a triple. Four is just a brute, and it's a brutal green for a long hole. Um, yeah, they're they're just tough, man. I mean, look at six, Bob. You got that. Yep. There's no easy pin placement on six. I mean, you got the shelf on the right. You've got the, the, the big back-to-front sloper on the whole left side of the green, and it seems like wherever you hit it on that green, you're just – that's one green that you're just trying to two-putt pretty much all the time, just yeah. two-putt and get out of there. Yeah, the easiest know? pin position there is kind of front-left. Yeah, for sure. Because you have that yep. whole slope and everything to work the ball back towards the hole. But you're often up above the hole when it's the front left. Pitch. That's true. Uh, you also, you know, you end up with that tickless twelve footer down the hole, and you can make it. But I've seen my player, I've seen my player two putt the first hole, 
being on the green in regulation and make a six. Wow. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, is that that's the yeah, most so, severe green on the golf course, wouldn't you say? I mean, especially to that back right pin placement up on that shelf. And whenever you see a guy that hits not when there's a back right pin and they hit in there and they come short and they spin it spins back off the front, you just sit there and go, okay, everybody huddle around for a potential train wreck here because how many times have you seen guys just uh, have the ball come right back at their feet uh, more than once uh, before they finally get it up there and have a chance to get off that hole? I mean, it's it's kind of a scary shot or putt. Yeah, I don't know. So one's really severe. Uh, five is super severe, especially for the length of the shot in there. Yeah, um, and the and, and the big the big false front, and then six is a tough one. Seven, seven. I don't know. I mean, fourteen kind of hard is right there. Well, I'll tell you the the flat green, the totally flat green, that's extremely difficult is number ten because it's got a big back to front, right to left slope, and uh, I've always thought that was the toughest green design, actually, was a flat, tilted green. I thought that was the toughest green design because you never have a straight putt on those greens. Never. You can get a, yeah. you get a straight putt on six with the, with the shelf. You can get straight putts on one. Most of those greens, 14, but it, it's, it's, it's very rare to have a straight putt on 10. Mm. Very rare. All right, okay, last question before we let you go. Uh, how tired are you by the time you get to the top or to the green on eight? Well, when your player has hit it in the bunker and then he hits it out and you have to rake the bunker and it's a big bunker and it takes you forever to rake it. And, of course, he's going to hit next because <laughs> he's not going to get it anywhere up the hill. And so not only are you raking the bunker, but now you got to haul up the hill with the bags <laughs> And, you know, he's sitting there with his hands on his hips and he's not happy anyway because he's sitting in the bunker and now he's got a blind shot with his six iron into the screen. And you're just trying to figure out, get the yardage and, and, you know, the other guy didn't help you because his player hit it in the trees left. So he's got to run up there and he can't rake a bunker for you. Um, you're, you're, you're basically, I've had nightmares about that. Nightmares, <laughs> I'll admit it. I've had nightmares. Yeah. One of my favorite images on that is uh, Jim Furyk one time, and he actually had he's kept his driver in his hand, and when they started up that hill on eight, he put the butt end of the grip on Fluff's back, like in Lower the, the smaller yes. of his back, and was pushing him, pushing Fluff up that hill on eight. All you have, all you have to do is put a little bit of pressure, and it eases everything up, and it's a lot easier to walk. <laughs> See, Brian, what you don't know, though, is that if he wasn't upset with Fluff, he would have held the grip end and, and, and pushed him with the head of the club because it's a little less, uh, you know, stabbing you in the back when you're doing it, so to speak. <laughs> so it's nice of him to help him. But, you know, it, yeah, that, that'll show you how he was feeling. It. He wasn't feeling 100% about it right then. Halfway there. Did you but, walk from 8 well, green to 9T, or did you go straight across to the fairway, the landing area? I've been to the 9th tee. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I've actually been there. I have been there. I'm not going to say how many times I've been there, but I have been there. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. I like it. Chicken sandwich, huh? I mean, for a, for, for a guy that feels like he's sponsored by Chick-fil-A, and by that I mean he sponsors Chick-fil-A by the number of Chick-fil-A sandwiches he does eat, I can't believe you really are the, all that about the Augusta chicken sandwich. It is First of all, it's cold, and second of yep. all, it's plain. Cold. Yep, plain and cold. 
I think all you need to do is it, you, you show me that green wrapper, the green plastic wrapper on mm-hmm. it, and you had me at you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm buying that. Happy Masters Week that didn't happen this week, but uh, thanks for reminiscing, pal. Good to be with you. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's thanks, the caddy Eddie. joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Take a short break. Jeff Babineau joins us next. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating jailbreak technology. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, Masters edition of the show. What would have been our 
Masters edition uh, live from uh, the press building at Augusta National. And of course, that's not happening this week, but thankfully, as we've been talking, it has been rescheduled for November, and we're excited to be able to go back and try a little turkey and uh, pumpkin pie at the Masters. That'll be, that'll be something <laughs> unique for sure, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, normally we would uh, love the opportunity to sit in person with our good friend Jeff Babineau. He's a longtime sports writer and golf writer and has been covering the Masters. You know what? I'm not even going to say. I'll let him tell me because it's been a long time, but he's been writing for Masters Journal as well. Jeff, uh, how many years has it been that you've been covering and writing about the Masters? I think I have been to 25 Masters right wow. in a row, starting in 95. That's awesome. Woo. That's awesome. And and this people ask me this. I'm pretty sure you'll be the same way, but do you still get excited to go? Oh, man. It's my favorite week of the year. You know, I, I, uh, I always walk out early on Sunday morning up under the tree. You know, the leaders are hours and hours from going off. And yeah, I'm, I always get sad up there because the week's coming to an end. It goes by so quick. I mean, now even even if we go in earlier with the with the Augusta National, you know, women's amateur and the drive chip putt, and you'd think it would you'd been in Augusta for three weeks, but it still goes by so fast. And uh, I get sad every Sunday I'm there because I know it's it's coming to a close, and I know that the day holds in store some magical something that's going to happen because it just never fails to deliver. Isn't that the truth? Um, you know, you look forward to it all year. Um, then it comes, then it then it goes, and then you got to wait another year. The good thing about moving it to November is we uh, we get to see it in November, which will be a new time of the year, and then we get to see it four months later again. You know, we're in for an amazing stretch. I mean, if, if you know, now we have an idea of what the schedule looks like before we're kind of spitballing and thinking this might be here, this might be, you know, there. We didn't know the Open Championship was going to outright cancel. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're in for quite a stretch. It's going to be, we talk about a compacted schedule, but you're going to play all these huge tournaments in about, you know, what, 16 months? And if you get high, if your guy gets hot in this stretch, I mean, you can really go and chase history. You know, if you're, you're a guy like Justin Thomas or a Jordan Spieth or, you know, uh, even, uh, you know, the young kids, uh, Morikawa or Wolf, you go out there and, and you play great golf in this stretch. I mean, you could arguably, you know, carve out a Hall of Fame career in six, 16 months if you were to reel off two or three of these majors. So uh, it's going to be amazing, really. It's, it's, uh, I, I kind of, I you know, like all of us, I can't wait to see the, the ball in the air again and and get going. And when we do, there's going to be a lot of big events on, on tap. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I can't help but think of Brooks Kepka and the run he went on over the last two years. And if they'd thrown a couple extra majors in there, holy cow, how many more would he have, have gotten during that time? And I guess we'll wait and see if that window remains open uh, for, for Brooks. But that, that the guy that I immediately go to is Tiger. Tiger took a couple of you know, extra weeks off before this forced time off. So it was, you can presume that maybe his back wasn't quite right. He wasn't quite healthy, ready to go. He's going to get an extended time off. And now you're going to slam a bunch of majors all together. If Tiger's healthy during that stretch, I mean, 
Let's let's not think that, boy, you know, how is Tiger going to catch Jack with 18 majors? Well, he finally broke the seal off of the new comeback and got 15 last year here at the Masters. Uh, now we're going to have, a you know, a bunch of them in a row, as you just pointed out, you know, right down the stretch. And a couple of them will be Masters where he's won, what, five five jackets now. So I don't know. I just keep thinking this, you're right. I think that's probably the most poignant comment is there can be some serious history made over this short period of time. I mean, you look when Tiger is kind kind of you know out of the picture there in, in the you know late last decade, and, and Patrick Harrington stepped up and was tremendous, and he won three majors. And he picked them off uh, with, with kind of Tiger off on the sideline, and uh, you know Patrick Harrington is going to be a Hall of Famer one day. So uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's kind of amazing what we're in for. But, you know, certainly what we're going through this whole world is you can never call it anything, but but tragic, really. But uh, in in the case of Tiger, I mean, if he really was resting up and not feeling right, certainly it could be advantageous for him to have this extra time. And you know, you know, nobody knows how to peak for these big events better than him. And hopefully, he's healthy enough to, to do it and run off so many of these starts in a condensed window. Because you know, Tiger in the mix again at majors, there's nothing more exciting than that. You know, we know we have a great supporting cast now ready to challenge him. So put Tiger in that mix and maybe Phil might want to get in the mix a couple more times. And I mean, that's the perfect recipe for the golf fan. You guys have alluded to it uh, a couple of times already, but we talked, you, Brian, you talked about Brooks Kepka and Jeff, you talked about Tiger and physically uh, Tiger said he's a night and day difference from when he right now, from when he played at, at the Genesis Invitational Brooks Kepka has to be pleased because um, he's been able to take some time off to get his to, to allow his knee, knee to heal. So I think um, this is for some people. This has been a really good opportunity for them to heal and get ready. That when the switch does go on, and and all those events are condensed into a short period of time from August through the end of the year and that kind of thing, it's gonna um, it, it could be really advantageous. Right. I mean, these guys are always on the go. I mean, we have a year round schedule basically, and you try to build in breaks, but what's a real break, you know, maybe four weeks uh, guys might build in at some point in the schedule. So they've all had big breaks now. And, and I mean, that has to keep you mentally fresh, right? I mean, at least you, I know some of the Florida guys are probably working on their games a little and practicing because we're able to play here in Florida, but it's going to be a great break mentally. Uh, just to kind of refresh, hang out with the family, uh, and just kind of recharge a little bit. I mean, because these guys do, and they're soon, you know, hopefully soon, they're going to get going hard again. But, you know, the, the way that golf falls, it's not, you got to build your own breaks in there because golf really never ends. So uh, I, I think that, you know, the biggest uh, plus in this for the elite players is going to be they've, they've kind of had a chance to step back and, and take breaks that they normally don't take. And, and that's going to be a good thing mentally. Jeff Babineau, our guest here on Real Golf Radio. So let's talk about the Masters. I mean, when you you were mentioning to us before we started, if we saw the 86 and Bob and I were talking about the 70, they replayed highlights from uh, his dad's uh, win back in 1970. Can Hard to believe that was 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but, wow. uh, you know, the great Billy Casper and so many others that have written – you know, history by how they've uh, made it around for four rounds uh, or even a playoff there at the Masters. Last year, 2019, 
ranks right up there. I, I mean, a bit improbable that we would see Tiger pick up that fifth green jacket with all he's been through. What are your, your recent memories uh, that, that are still there from watching what Tiger was able to accomplish last year at Augusta? Yeah, it was amazing, and it was emotional watching him come up that hill on 18 and, and what he'd overcome. You know, I mean, a lot of it was self-inflicted, of course, but uh, a lot of it's just injury and age and, and doubt. You know, I mean, Tiger was never a guy that was going to doubt himself as a golfer, but uh, certainly there had to be a period there where he had some, you know, high consternation about what, what was going to happen. And uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of emotions last year, and you know, the embrace with his kids was very cool. When you you think how it looped back to Earl in '97, and uh, I mean that's that's you know that's why I love watching the old Masters. You've been watching like last year's finish. I love watching it again, and again on TV. You know, we're, it puts us in the same place, and and these guys are standing over shots that we all can say, "Oh, we know that shot." So unlike if you're showing, you know, somebody standing over a shot at an old Open at uh, U.S. Open at Olympic or or Oakmont or something like that. Some of the places we do, but not the way you know the Masters. So you, know, you combine that and, and the fact that all these great players have been there and and won there and and some who haven't, you know, some who have kind of get cursed by the Masters, like a Norman or an Elves that never did get their jacket. So I just love sitting there and swimming in the history and, and soaking it all up. I watch those things, and you always learn something. So uh, I just think it's cool we get to relive it that way. you have any memories of my dad being able to talk with him or being around him at Augusta? Yeah, you know, just under the tree some, and um, just – it seemed like your dad always had a smile on his face. Uh, and I was he there loved that week, quickly. man. Oh, man. And he's just such a great guy, friendly guy. Um, to, you know, the younger writers that were there. And, and he'd always say hello, which was really cool. I was working at Golf Week when Jim McCabe wrote the great piece about your dad reuniting uh, with the gentleman he had met in the hospital so many with years Lee. ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, amazing. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was one of those stories that uh, unfold under the tree at Augusta, right? I mean, yep. that was just uh, – uh, so, yeah, I mean, your dad – no one had anything but high, high praise uh, for your dad and just the kind way that he treated people. Do you remember much about that 2000? I think it was 2005, his last round when he shot the 106, but didn't kept the card in his pocket. Were you were you uh, down there visiting with him after? Yeah, I, I was down with him after. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm probably can find a story or two on uh, on the old website. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, you know, it was always interesting. Uh, uh, it's a place where it's kind of a tough mix, right? I mean, you you would know it, Bob, better than anyone where you're, you're getting older and, and the game gets a little tougher. And then you, you've got to stand up on this stage where every part of your golf game has to be exact. Yes. Uh, wow. What a, what a, it's kind of a, it's a mix, right? It's, it's this great victory lap you get to do because you won one of the greatest tournaments on the planet. And at the same time, you're out there, you know, what am I going to shoot today? So, yeah, that's always bad. But, but I mean, the past champions being at Augusta is such a huge part of the lore and the magic of that week. And, you know, it's, uh, it's always great to see those guys um, come back. So yeah. here's the backstory behind that, that round. First of all, Brian, Brian was on the bag. Brian caddied that week for my dad. 
Um, All right, but well, the that backs- some stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the backstory behind it is that my uh, my sisters, uh, a couple of my sisters' sons, were going to be at the Masters uh, for the first time, and they um, they called my dad on the phone and said, "Hey, Papa, we've never seen." We've never been to the Masters, let alone we've never seen you compete at the Masters. And my dad had given it up two or three years prior. He wasn't going to play anymore. And his grandkids talked him into it. And he went out there simply to kind of take a victory lap and show his grandkids, um, allow them the opportunity to see him play in the golf tournament, which was pretty cool. And somehow I ended up on the bag, which was not right. And Brian ended up on the bag. Uh, all I'll say about all oh, yeah. all I'll say about that Babs is when we got we started on the back nine because there was a rain delay that year, and we got to fifteen, and uh, Charlie Cootie knocked it in the pond on fifteen, and then he dropped and knocked it in the pond again on fifteen, and then knocked it on. And I remember thinking, oh man, I'm glad that wasn't us. <laughs> and then we got to sixteen <laughs> and hit five balls in the water on sixteen. <laughs> And I, oh, I've man. never felt in my life any kind of pressure like I was feeling right then. Because that drop area is right next to the, to the grandstands, as you know, on 16. Yeah, right. And right. Tom Watson and Jim Furyk were playing behind us. They had stopped putting on 11, or on, on 15, rather, and turned around, and they were, they were clapping. Come on, Billy, you can do it. And I was like, I felt like a million <laughs> eyeballs were boring into the back of my head. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was oh, crazy. Man. But I'll tell you what, the thing I learned from that is – the guy couldn't have been more of a gentleman. Billy finally knocked it on. Right. He knocked the putt in, and as he's walking off the green on 16 over to 17, he puts his arm around Charlie Cootie, and he says, to, loud for everybody to hear as he's walking through the gallery to the 17th, he says, just wanted to make my pal J- Charlie feel better about 15 and, and just kind of chuckled. And I thought, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and, and then he stood up on 17 and striped it. I mean, I'm not sure I could have put the T in the ground after that. So, anyway, pretty good stuff. That's awesome. That is awesome. But well, listen. We appreciate you jumping on and sharing some t- stories, and our time is short. But uh, thanks for letting us tell you some stories too. I guess. <laughs> hey, I enjoyed it. Always enjoy visiting with you guys. You guys stay safe, and hopefully, we're in that uh, back in that media center sometime, sometime in November. We'll see you in right? November. Are we gonna have a little pumpkin pie? Yeah. Little pumpkin pie at Augusta this year? Little pumpkin moon pie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pumpkin moon pies. There it is. All right, Babs. Happy uh, Masters right, Week. Boys. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Great to talk to you guys. See right. Thanks, There Jeff. you go. Jeff Babineau, the great sports writer, golf writer, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Pumpkin moon pies. Yes. One for uh, one to look forward to. All right. We'll one take for a short, the ages. We'll take a short break. <laughs> exactly. And the show continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Swing into Uinta Golf and check out Callaway's new Maverick line of drivers, fairway woods, irons, and hybrids. The new Maverick line has been made with artificial intelligence to optimize distance with industry-leading ball speeds. The Maverick, Maverick Max, and Maverick Sub-Zero driver faces have been uniquely engineered to improve club head speed and forgiveness. The Maverick irons have been made to ensure optimal launch conditions with unprecedented feel. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% trade-in bonus towards the new Maverick family. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. The segment brought to you in part by Callaway and the new Chrome Soft, the most advanced tour ball ever with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover. This ball changes everything. Get Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. As we wrap up what would have been a live show from the press building at Augusta National and the 84th Masters, Bob, let's uh, finish it up. We've, we've, we've really enjoyed having Mike Weir on the show. We heard thoughts uh, previously recorded, obviously, from your dad, the 1970 Masters champion, commemorating 50 years of his win. We heard from Jeff Babineau, the caddy, uh, John Patrick from Augusta, Georgia, uh, an Augusta golf show. It it was great. It's been really fun to reminisce. Let, let's talk about now you and me. We've had some great experiences. We've been going for 20 years. So how about a little rapid fire you and me, huh? Okay. Finish this thing out? You got it. You all got right. it. All right. You go first. I'll let you roll with this one. Favorite sandwich? Egg salad, 100%. Okay. All Egg right. salad for me, too. Oh, you're sticking with that. All right. My yep. turn. Um, your favorite hole at Augusta? Favorite hole at Augusta, number 12. All right, uh, I, I'll I'll go with that. That's hard. I mean, it's probably the most 
photographed beautiful hole in all of golf, right? Um, mm-hmm. Golden Bell, as it's called, over Ray's Creek. Fantastic. 13 has always just stood out to me, Bob. I love the, the big white bunkers that flank the backside of that going over the, over Ray's Creek and then all the azaleas right above it. So you got, you got the green trees and you got the beautiful azaleas and you got the white sand and the green grass and the creek. To me, it's, uh, and, and you pretty much have that on 12 it's a great as well. Setting. But yeah, I absolutely love that. Okay, what's your favorite master? What's your what's been your favorite masters? You know, I'd probably have to say watching Mike Weir win. You know, in two thousand and three, just because he was a friend of ours and sitting greenside on eighteen, that one, and and the next year in two thousand and four with Phil finally breaking through. Those are my two favorites. Okay, and uh, mine would be uh, I really like two thousand fifteen watching Jordan Spieth win after mm. he almost had a chance the year before, and then of course my dad in nineteen seventy. Well, yeah, that's it's tough to beat. God, we could just keep going. We're out of we time, uh, but we'll we'll continue talking about this, and we get to do it again in November, pal. Uh, so we'll we'll look forward to that. Enjoy all the highlights and recaps on the television this weekend of Masters Week, and Happy Easter to you and 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 all of yours. And stay safe, stay healthy for. Our producer Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, son of 1970 Masters champion Billy Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. It's been real. 